the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yesterday morning, I was sitting in front of the computer when Mrs. Brandon called and told me about the news about Mr. Novak. And I think all of us sort of experienced the feeling yesterday of everything coming to a halt. When I pulled on campus, I had not yet any, I hadn't even seen any of the students, but you could feel the pain on campus, the silence, the stillness. In less than a year, our school family has experienced the loss of the parents of six students. That's an incredibly difficult thing. It's incredibly difficult to take it in, especially you as peers who see your friends suffering this way. And of course, all loss is hard to accept, but it's even harder when you have no warning, when death comes suddenly, as it sometimes does. For us as Christians, there are three things we need to understand about death. The first is that death is sad. And so it's okay for us to feel sad about it. In the gospel, we hear the story of the death of Lazarus. Lazarus was one of Jesus' best friends. And we know that Jesus is the Lord of life and death. Not only did he raise himself from the dead, but we have stories all through the gospel of him raising other people from the dead, including Lazarus. But when Jesus gets to the tomb of Lazarus, and faces the certainty that his friend is dead, Jesus cries. Jesus knows that he will raise Lazarus from the dead, and yet he still cries. He doesn't have the same response, for instance, when he raises the little girl from the dead, or when he raises the centurion slave. But with Lazarus, he cries. Why? The answer is pretty simple, really. We hear it in the response that the people who are watching Jesus give. See how he loved him, they said. When we feel pain at the loss of someone, it's because there is a love. And the loss of that love is painful. Death was never part of God's plan for us. And that severing of his plan, the breaking off of love, which is the most powerful force in the universe, that loss hurts. But it hurts because it's real, because we were meant to experience love, and ultimately because we're meant to experience that sense of love forever. Death becomes a painful reminder to all of us that this life, with all its joys and excitements, with everything good that we can experience, this life is not the final part of the story. It isn't forever. At its best, the pain we feel at loss can do nothing greater but to remind us that every single one of us will die. No one will escape that. Nothing on this side of heaven lasts forever. So Jesus cried. His tears were not cries of weakness. They weren't tears of a man who had given up hope. Jesus cried even knowing Lazarus would rise from the dead. Because the experience of losing love is painful. Because we are meant to love and to be loved. It's written on each of our hearts. Secondly, since each of us will die, the next lesson is that none of us knows when that will be. 
And we're so used to being able to control things. But death is just not something we can control. And that is perhaps one of the scariest things about it. Yesterday I was talking to a friend about all of this, and I mentioned how many students have lost parents this year. And he said that he knows that's also hard for me, and I told him it is. It's hard for me to see it. But in a deeper sense, it's hard because I just feel so useless in those moments. I'm the sort of person who likes to be able to fix things, and you can't fix death. Only God can fix death. And I know my teachers in seminary would tell me that my presence is enough to show that I care, and I know they're right, right? That's why I wanted to be at the school as soon as Miss Branton called me yesterday. But you know, the hardest thing for me is feeling that there's something I can't fix in it. And none of us can. There's no amount of bargaining we can do with God. There isn't some great work we could perform. There isn't a magic formula we could say that will make the dead rise. That's something that God has reserved for himself. But if among all the amazing things that God has given over to our power, if among all of that, God has reserved death to himself, it also shows us just how important death really is how impactful, how much we really should respect it. So while none of us can escape death, at the same time, only through death can any of us ever come to the truest and the purest experience of joy, which is eternity with God. What God has given over to our power is how each of us should prepare ourselves for death. And for the wisest among us, that preparation begins the day we realize that we're going to die. And none of us knows when that will be. That means that every moment, without a sense of fear, but in some way with a sense of expectation, at every moment we are meant to live with the knowledge that we could die that day. And that should affect the choices we make. It should affect how we speak to each other. It should affect the way we care for one another. And most of all, it should affect the way we strive to form a relationship with God because after the moment of death comes, that relationship will or will not be the most important consideration of all. And that brings me to the final point. For Christians, death isn't something to be feared, but it's something to be prepared to meet. Jesus Christ is well acquainted with death. His death was the worst it could have been. He was executed in the most painful way imaginable. Worse, he was executed and he was totally innocent. Worse, he was totally innocent and everyone knew it. Worse, everyone knew it and his friends still abandoned him. There is nothing more imaginable that we could experience that could have more terror than all of that. But the end of Christ's death isn't terrifying. It's hopeful. It's incredible. It's mystifying. In the face of all that pain, of all that suffering, Christ defeats death and rises. Moreover, he rises not just for himself, but for all of us, which means that all of us now not only have been promised, but now we have seen and understood what resurrection looks like. So while all of us are destined for death, 
there's nothing ahead of us which God has not determined to experience first for himself so that we can follow after in confidence. Yes, all of us will die and all of us will be raised. The question after that moment is judgment. And please, God, that judgment will fall on our side if we have embraced the call of love which Christ has given to all of us and which God has written on our hearts. In the words of St. Thomas More, earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Right now, in our family's moment of pain and loss, it's good that we reflect on what really is before us, what really is important. So often we spend our time and our effort on things that have so short an impact on all of us. Nothing is more certain than death, and death comes for us all. In the meantime, all of us should live in such a way that when we die, our death will be a consecration. A consecration and an offering of all that we have lived and all that we have loved to then forever be united with God in heaven. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.